Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Yami Bros. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back. Another week of the Me Bros podcast. I am one third of the Me Bros. Uh, what do you want to call it? It's a crew camp? Something like that, boys. But uh, I'm your host, Damon, along with my, along my, uh, my fantastic younger brothers here, Jared Man 85, JDZ. How we feeling, boys? We good? Man, I'm not doing great right now. It's been a rough week of sports. Lost it's on the bets. Week. Yeah, it's been a rough week for you, man. I, that's the, I lost on the bets. Uh, my Aggies lost to FAMU. Um, my Texans lost to the Colts. My Lakers lost to the Clippers. I mean, I. Clemson won again by 35 and dropped in the rankings again. Like, like I, 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 it's so one based of those on weeks, that, Jared, based on what you just told me, I feel like you uh, are probably down for the week in your personal bets and on your bets that you're doing through the Mebros podcast, right? Is that uh, I was down on my my, that, uh, my Mebros podcast on the accurate. personal bets. I actually ended up being up because I just went huge on Monday night on the Patriots and uh, and the under, and um, so I was able to to. Take a Please. terrible weekend where I lost every bet, and then get back into the positive. So you know, sometimes you just gotta when when you're you're in a fight and somebody's outboxing you. Sometimes you just gotta throw a, a, a stiff right and then an uppercut and, and end the fight. So that's that's what I tried to do. Yeah, you can either end the fight or get knocked out because you swung and you opened yep. yourself. Either way, but I was already either gonna way. lose anyway. Hey, but you you connected. So, yeah. uh, Jeremy, man, how are you feeling, bro? You good? Oh, I'm I'm doing wonderful. Uh, on the oh. other side of Jared, I was happen. Well, I happened to be up four hundred and seventy two dollars over the course of the weekend in my own personal bets. Um, oh. and I also played in a golf tournament. Got close to the pin. Won a couple of um rounds of free golf and you know it's been a great weekend my saints dominated again i mean let's get let's get to it jared let's get to it yeah boys i like i said before man this is my favorite time of the year uh we got some uh some baseball going on the world series starts what was it it start uh yeah we're on game two today (laughs) game two today yeah i'm sorry but yeah we got world series popping off uh opening day for the nba Week, uh, what week are we in for the NFL? Week seven? Week eight. So like? Week eight? Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's, it's fine time. I'm starting to get a little it's, it's like the halfway point. Uh, so, so I'm enjoying life right now, fellas. So uh, let's get right into it, guys. Um, opening night for the Lakers last night, they were outclassed, but basically stomped out by the Clipper, Clippers. Uh, excuse me. Um, let's start with Jeremy. What do you think about this uh, that game last night? I'm sure that you were pretty happy being that you're not a Lakers fan anymore. And uh, you now you can't really talk too much, Jeremy, because your 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 Pelicans lost. But uh, let's yeah. let's talk about the Lakers right now. What do you feel about this loss last night against the Clippers? Yeah. Um. So about that game, I should have been up in my bets last night, and I ended up down five dollars. And I'll tell you why. I did minus one ten, um, for fifty dollars on both games, and I bet the Pelicans plus seven. And the Clippers plus three and a half. So what happened? The Pelicans were up five for two minutes ago, and they had a chance to win the game at the end of regulation, missed, and lost by eight in overtime. So I lost that. But, of course, Kawhi and the Clippers came through, and I was able to get close to evening up that bet. Overall, what I want to say about this game is 
you LeBron stands have to come to some conclusion. LeBron is no longer the best player in the world. There's no shot against LeBron. It's his 17th season. Nobody has ever been a top five player in the world in their 17th season, and that's still true because LeBron is not a top five player in the world anymore. Anybody who's watching that game can look at LeBron and say he's substantially slower. Um, he can still He's still athletic. He's still more athletic than most of the people on the floor, but he doesn't have that gear he used to have. He doesn't. Is he still an excellent player? Obviously. Is he still a top 10 player in the league? Yes. But I don't think it was a case of, man, I just – can't find that gear tonight. I don't have it. It was more of a, somewhat of a resignation to this guy's just better than me. And I think that's what he was. I think that's what you were seeing from, from LeBron last night. Um, I thought it was a little pathetic that he came back out after the game. And, oh, it was not really a robbery and blah, 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 blah. Uh, that wasn't you yelling into this, into the camera, uh, before the game. Were you, were you just getting hyped for no reason? If you would have won, you would have been probably, uh, smiling and putting your do rag back on and doing all the stuff you like to do. Overall, I think this was a sign of what's to come for the Lakers. The Lakers have Anthony Davis, who, like he did last night, what did he do, 25-10-5? and five? Yeah, that's an Anthony Davis stat line, but he was virtually invisible when it actually counted. I think you got the uh, Lakers are going to struggle some this year. I think they'll end up at about 48-49 wins, and the Clippers are the best team in basketball, and they'll be that for the entire season. So, overreact much? Look, it's the first game of the season. I, I, I don't think, in reality, I don't think LeBron's won a season opener game in a decade. Like, they, or at least one, like... Jared, I don't mean to I interrupt you. Made, I don't mean to interrupt you. But I want to make sure this is the same Jared that was on here a couple, maybe about a week and a half, two weeks ago, talking about how good they looked against the... Warriors in a preseason game? But continue, go ahead. They did. They looked great. As I said, I, I wasn't looking at it like that preseason game matters. I looked at it and said, it looks like they're going to fit well together. Yesterday was a game where literally the Lakers got out to an 11-point lead, and even in the first quarter I said, LeBron doesn't look like his jumper is on at all, and Anthony Davis doesn't look like he's hitting any shots at all. If I told you – What did you expect, though? What you what'd you expect? I expected them, I expect, but... I, I'm expecting them to play at a normal level. In reality, if I told you coming into the game that Anthony Davis and LeBron James were going to combine to go 15 for 50 from the field, or I'm sorry, 15 for 40 from the field, like you, you could, I could have told you they're, they're not going to win the game. In reality, th- those guys are guys who shoot in, in the mid to high 50% from the field. And, Neither one of them were hitting any of their shots. And not just that. I think what what we're ignoring is, one, Kawhi is very good. Kawhi is not, hey, I'm hitting seven straight difficult jumpers good. Like, Jerry, what are you talking about? Kawhi Leonard at one stretch Kawhi in the second quarter. Kawhi just won the NBA championship it, by himself last year. Why, why first are you off, surprised first off, that he made seven straight difficult himself. shots? That, that team just won yesterday, and the other players on this team was Danny Green, who was the best player on the Lakers yesterday. And himself, it was not yeah, by himself. It, that team yeah, was that, good. That's that's uh, not. I, I don't think you. I don't think that's wise to say that you're surprised that Kawhi Leonard made seven straight tough shots. Listen, literally, <laughs> Jay, literally, Kawhi Leonard. He had a ten of nineteen. Uh, am, I, am I talking or y'all talking? Yeah, I'm just gonna throw a point. As I said, he, he had a ten yeah, of nineteen. You like cutting people off, that, but you don't oh, like when everybody oh, debates overall, you. It's a debate overall, overall, ten of nineteen. Right, but I have to actually get the point. Ten of nineteen outrageous for Kawhi. Debate, Jeremy. Go ahead. No, it's not. 
But Kawhi wasn't very good outside of that second quarter where he, he hit seven straight shots where literally all of them were contested, all of, except for he had, he had one nice dunk from the left-hand side. But besides that, he was making extremely difficult shots. And then Lou Williams, who obviously was a great shot maker, hit all his shots. Montrez Harrell, who we expected to be good, he had a good game. Like I, yeah, I can't take away. Are you really surprised that Kawhi made seven? You haven't seen Kawhi do that before. Never, Kawhi's Honestly. never hit seven straight shots in his career. So oh my God. I'm telling you, that's a fact. That's the first time hitting seven straight shots in his career. So if you're looking at the the way the game worked, I don't think there was a player on the Clippers who didn't have at least an average to above average game. And if you look at the Lakers, I don't think anybody outside of Danny Green who had one of his best games of his career, I don't think anybody else on the Lakers played at least average. And there was a game going into the fourth quarter that was tied. I, w- I took more positives out of that game because in reality, one, the Clippers have an advantage in this game in the sense that they're, they're basically playing with the exact same team they had last year, adding Kawhi Leonard. The Lakers are trying to figure out how these pieces fit together. LeBron, I thought, was too passive. I thought, obviously, he was making a concerted effort to get the ball to Anthony Davis in the post, and I felt like he wasn't he wasn't facilitating as much as he should. He was just throwing the ball in the post. Uh, also, I thought there were times where he just wasn't he, – he, he played great, excellent defense, but I thought there were times where he didn't hustle like he should. End of the game was a seven-point game. They missed a free throw. He lets uh, Patrick Beverly out-hustle him for a rebound on, on a missed free throw. A dozen box out. There, there were there were things that happened in that game that I thought were uncharacteristic. But is it a big deal? No. I, I literally – I watched them when he went to Miami. They lost the first game in Miami to the Celtics. He goes to the, the Cavs. Um, they – Back to the Cavs, they lose their first game when he goes back. Last year he goes to the Lakers, they lose their first game. In reality, he typically starts slow, and then he shows people why he's the king, and that's what we're going to see. Hey, hey Jared, quick question. So when I talked to you about LeBron playing with uh, Big Down Low, what was my concern, and why did I say LeBron could not play with a traditional Big? First off, Anthony Davis isn't a traditional big, but secondly, it's because you said he was going to clog the lane. Yeah, so he clogged the lane, and so LeBron was not comfortable. And so uh, as opposed to attacking Jeremy, LeBron airballed a point-blank layup with nobody around him. That's not LeBron not being comfortable. That's just him being off. Hey, I I mean, sometimes that's what happens. You know, I've seen Roy Jones Jr. throw punches that don't land. Roy Jones at one point was the most talented, skillful boxer in the game. But at the end of the day – there comes a time where you fall off a cliff, and LeBron is at that point. And I'm not saying he's not going to be good this year, but LeBron right now is Jimmy Butler level. That's what LeBron is, and we have to accept that. Um, my boy Brandon Ingram is averaging more points per game right now than LeBron James. Just throw it out there. All right, fellas, let's. Uh, you guys got any last points on this uh, Lakers uh, first game out of the out of the clip? And I didn't mean that because they actually put work. Yeah, get destroyed by the Clips, yeah. but um, yeah. first, first they didn't get destroyed. Like that's the narrative. Like I'm they hearing got, today, like bro, oh, they got, it's okay, Jerry. It was a tie okay. game going to the fourth it's quarter. Okay. They won it's by the first ten. First game of the like, season. But like, know, like here, in, in reality, right? If you've watched any games today, this, we're recording on Wednesday. If you watched any games today, the Lakers probably would have beaten basically every team that's played today. No, there's no, there's been that 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 Celtics game was poorly played. That game, at least up until the the fourth quarter where LeBron and AD were awful, the game was played at a pretty high level, even with LeBron and AD struggling most of the game. 
Um, I took a lot of positives away. I thought they played great defense. Uh, I thought a lot of the shots that were made were, I mean, Lou Williams hit some shots that, are, I mean, are Lou Williams shots and Kawhi hit some, you know, Kawhi Leonard shots. I thought there were a lot of shots that were made that were, that were difficult. I thought they defended well. I thought the ball moved well. I did like Jarrett Dully actually being able to space the floor. Um, the biggest concern I had actually in that game was the coaching mistake. The biggest coaching mistake was uh, Danny Green ended that third quarter hitting like five straight threes or, or dunks. And then after that, they took him out the first six minutes of, of the fourth quarter until they got down eight, which made no sense to me because he called a timeout three minutes into the fourth quarter. If they put him back in, I think maybe he he could have given at least a little bit more spacing to allow them to be able to score. But at the end of the day, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope is on, on the team. He's going to get on the court. I have no idea why. But ultimately, I, I, I am I'm about as concerned about this game as I'm concerned about the sun coming up tomorrow. Like, it, it, it will be fine. Here's here's what I'll tell you, and uh, this is I I feel like this is pretty accurate. You know how Serena says, you know, when I'm at my best, everybody's gonna bring their A game to me when they play when they play me, as in talking as in Serena. The Lakers are gonna be facing the same thing every time they suit up every game. Everybody will want to beat that ass, so they gotta <laughs> expect guys to be treeing. Making but that's that's been LeBron for his well, last. That's, that's going to be. I mean, just, just get used to it. But, I, don't, I don't want to hear all but, season about yeah. how these guys are making tough shots. But, like, but, but here's the, the guy's going to ball out against the Lakers. Just, well, so just here's the. Is that not? Has that not been the case for LeBron since his maybe third year in the league? Yeah, that's why like, he had a that's that's team that losing record last year because he's not playing in Tinseltown and he doesn't have. He didn't have a losing record last year. He had a winning record last year. He he wasn't. He was like LA is the biggest game. I'm not giving him credit for those. Um. Over overall, this is what I would say. Kawhi Leonard came out and absolutely played the Lakers. Then Kawhi comes out. Damn, I'm not sure if you saw his commercial. Kawhi Leonard had a commercial that came on last night. On his keychain, he had a he had a, a crown. And then it flashes to LA and he said, and it says, and this is Kawhi Leonard City. He came out and had a commercial air during the game saying. This is my city, and nobody had anything to say. If you're if you're gonna if you're gonna have that kind of smoke, do it before the game. Do it the day before the game. Wait, 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 wait! Did he not play all? Did he not play all in the offseason? Y'all didn't have enough motivation. I don't think it was about motivation, but I think at the end of the day, I think he was smart enough to know not to do it before the game. But it's okay. We got Christmas coming up. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, they'll have Paul George back and beat y'all by forty. And we'll have Kuzma and Rondo and beat them by 30. The Kuzma's going to make that defense terrible. Jeremy, Kuzma is not and, a bad and, defender. And to be 100% honest, I'm not sure Kuzma even be back by that point. He said uh, yesterday that he has not been able to do anything running or athletic in the last two months because of his foot. So I'm not sure when they said that because he got cleared last week for non-contact practice. That's what he said That's what he said yesterday in, um, in the – Thing uh in the what was it like the pre game interview? I'm more I'm less concerned about him having a foot issue than I am Paul George coming off a double shoulder surgery. Okay. All right, boys. Let's uh obviously it's a lot of lot going on in the NBA. It's gonna be a lot more talk in the next next couple of weeks, or obviously next couple of months about uh what's going on in the National Basketball Association. But let's get into some NFL. Uh I think the, the NFL did a, a terrible job scheduling the Jets versus the Patriots on Monday Night Football. 
Um, that was the worst game I've probably ever seen on Monday Night Football. Oh, God, it was terrible. Uh, the Patriots dominated the Jets. Uh, Aaron Donald was absolutely terrible. Sam Donald. No, Sam, um, Donald. Sam Donald, sorry. Aaron, Aaron Donald, uh, he was actually uh, holding uh, – what's my boy from the <laughs> – Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman up like a rag doll. <laughs> um, anyway, the Patriots, uh, they, they're playing well. They're 6-0, and and they added Muhammad Sanu. Um, and that seems like a pretty good move. I'm, I'm, just, fellas, I'm just hoping that the Patriots don't win another Super Bowl. Um, and I'm not a Patriots hater. I just, I, I just don't. It's just getting old. It's just getting old to me. But uh, let's start with 85 this time, man. What do you think about this, uh, this Patriots team? What do you think about the win over the Jets? Do you think the Jets need to make a move? Uh, I would say, uh, coaching wise, staffing wise, players, player wise. Like, what do you think's going on with them? Let's start with you, 85. So first, I'd like to point out, Jeremy said last week the Jets are going to make the playoffs. He said, "Don't forget the fact they're a one and four. They're going to come back and make the playoffs." I said that. I said they were that, going to lose to the Patriots. Keep in mind that, I, and that's why I said I was waiting to. I, I believe. No, and I, I believe. Actually I believe. I'm going to still bet money on them this week in order to make the playoffs because that made their better. And, and, and in reality, I'm going to bet on the Jets this week as well. But I believe last week you said it's going to be a close game. They're going to cover. That was one of your picks, and you wouldn't be surprised if they won. I believe that was your exact statement. That was my statement. But with that being said. What I take away from that game was, one, they don't have enough weapons on the outside. And Demarius Thomas, there's a reason why the Patriots signed him as a free agent and then traded him away before the season started. Uh, And secondly, Braxton Berrios, the last year's New England Patriots draft pick, fumbles a punt. So basically, they they both look like they still play for the Patriots because they were hurting the Jets. And I think one of the worst things that you can see is Sam Darnold saying, and they, they picked it up on the sideline, which is just bad objects and terrible. Like, here's the thing, right? There are there are certain franchises that don't know how to get out of their own way. Right? You're you're the you're the Cleveland Browns. You have a position coach who's the running backs coach who gets promoted to offensive coordinator, has a good six game stretch with with uh Baker Mayfield, and you make him the head coach. Why? Has he have any head coaching experience? Nope. Let's just throw them in there. And likewise, the Jets are a bad organization. You're playing versus a team that statistically is the best defense of all time right now. Now, I don't believe that. I'll get into why I don't think that that's true. But you are going versus a defense that's elite. And you choose to let your 21-year-old quarterback be mic'd up during the game so that literally – and not only is he mic'd up, but you allow them to do the mic'd up live. So when he says, I'm seeing ghost out here, it's broadcast on national television. Like the ineptitude to allow that to happen is beyond words. Jared, um, everybody, I'm sure Deshaun's mic'd up all the time. Like that's not a. But, Jared, but, but here's the thing, Deshaun. Deshaun's mic'd up. Don't mic. Don't mic Deshaun up versus the Patriots, and then especially have a. I don't think Deshaun would ever say I've seen Ghost or play nearly that terrible. But I think it was a bad look because here's what people don't get about Sam Darnold. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold last year when he started was the youngest quarterback to ever start an NFL game. Sam Darnold's still 21 years old. He is a very, very young player. And I think this is something that's going to stick with him, almost like Derek Carr being caught crying on the field last year when he got hit. Like there there are things that you if you can help – your franchise quarterback to avoid are great. And I think at the end of the day, um, getting to the Patriots aspect of it, Muhammad Sanu pickup pick up was a fantastic pickup. Um, obviously, now they got announced that Josh Gordon's out for the season on IR, so he's going to take that spot. He's a smart receiver. 
For some reason, Bill Belichick loves players from Rutgers. Um, he had Shiano on his staff at one point, but uh, the McCourty brothers and uh, Muhammad Sanu both played on that same team. Uh, he's, he's drafted other players from Rutgers. Um, he had uh, Kenny, not Kenny Stills, Kenny Britt on that team a couple years ago. Um, also, he's a smart, he's a smart receiver. He's going to learn the routes. He's a, a me first guy. He's not a me first guy. And, um, I think he'll, he'll be able to, he, he won't fuss if he doesn't get a lot of targets. But that defense is ridiculous. And as ridiculous as they are, they have yet to face an offense that's ranked in the top 20 in the NFL. There's only 32 teams. They face the 30, the 32nd team, the 31st team, the 30th team, the 27th team, 24th, 23rd, and I think 21st. Like, I don't know how good that team is. And this is what I mean. Stephon Gilmore is obviously fantastic. He, he, he can stake the claim as the best, best corner in the league. I think it may be Jalen Ramsey, but you can make that claim. Uh, it's neither. It's Marshawn Lattimore, but continue. Marshawn can make that argument, especially the way he's played the last three or four weeks. Um, he looks like rookie year. But either way, I think they have the ability to man up and to blitz. They, they would cover zero a whole lot. And one of the problems with Sam Darnold is he's athletic, but he's not athletic enough where he's going to be elusive with a Van Noy coming to the backfield or something like that where he can get out. Also, they don't have enough receivers to really get him where they can beat man coverage quickly. Uh, Demarius Thomas isn't beating man coverage versus Stephon Gilmore. Um, they, they, they just They just don't have the guys there for it. So I thought the Patriots looked above what they should have looked. Uh, I think Tom Brady's still struggling because I don't think that team has a lot of weapons on his side, and his offensive line is not great. Um, and I expect the Patriots to, and this is going to probably sound crazy, I, I, I expect them to have a close game with the Browns this week. I don't expect the Browns to win. I think I expect Baker Mayfield to probably throw three three picks. But I expect Miles Garrett to be in Tom Brady's face majority of the game. I expect as good as Stephon Gilmore is, I expect OBJ to have a big game because I think he's going to get up for it. They've had two weeks to prepare. I expect that game to be a lot closer than people think because I don't trust the Patriots' offense right now. I think they should be the favorites to win the Super Bowl, but I think they can be gotten because I think a team like the Chiefs, if Pat Mahomes is back, which looks like he might actually play this week, or the Texans, if our secondary can finally heal up, or a team like the Colts that could do ball control. I think if you can handle that defense, then I, I think their offense is limited. Well, well, well. Let's get into this Jets and Patriots game. So um, I was obviously wrong on that pick. I thought the Jets would be able to hang in. I thought Sam Darnold would have a much better showing. Um, and Sam looked terrible. Um, do I think that the Jets did anything for him last? That, that was literally the worst play call game I've seen outside of what uh, Matt Nagy did against the Saints last week, uh, only running the ball seven times when you got Mr. Biscuit quarterback. I watched this game, and the Patriots are con- continuing to run press man, zero blitzes. There's no more disrespectful of a defense that you can play versus a wide receiver than saying, hey, we're not going to give our corners any help, and we're going to play in your face the entire time because I don't feel like you get open before I get to the quarterback. So what did Adam Gates do to help him out? Did he move the wire, move the running back out and move him back just to see, you know, who was guarding? Did he run any kind of, like, um, you know, misdirection plays, things to keep the Patriots on their toes? No, they were in reaction mode the entire time. I see why Sam Darnold was seeing ghosts because literally he had no clue where anybody was coming from. 
And with the routes that were being called, it seemed like it was either a run play or a deep pass downfield. And Stephon Gilmore and uh, the McCourty brothers, I mean, they were pretty much on everything. So um, I thought it was a terrible game plan. I thought it was shocking that Darnold looked so bad against the Blitz. Because since Darnold got into the league, the one thing he's been good against is against the Blitz. He'd never thrown a pick against the Blitz. In fact, I think he had 13 touchdowns, no interceptions, and the third highest quarterback rating in the league since coming to the league when being blitz. So um, I think it'll be a learning experience for him. I don't, I'm not going to overblow the whole I'm seeing ghost situation because I don't think it's it's going to be something that sticks with him, uh, you know, as long as he continues to, to, to improve. Um, but they need to get him some weapons. I saw a report saying that they're looking to trade Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson is literally the only receiver on the team. Well, James Crowder is decent. He's the only receiver on their team, though, that I would say is a top two receiver on any legitimate team in the league. Um, so they, they need to get them some weapons. Le'Veon Bell looks good, but other than that, their offensive line sucks, their receivers suck, and the Patriots expose them. Now, let's get to I the also Patriots. Thought, real quick, real quick. I also thought, so Le'Veon ran the ball extremely well, but a part of the terrible play calling is they didn't throw Le'Veon Bell out in the slot like to take away Kyle Van Nooy or to take away Jamie Collins at all. So like, you or throw him a swing route. Right, you mentioned they didn't leave him in there to protect, which Le'Veon Bell's a great uh, pass protector. But if they keep doing cover zero, all right, say, all right, I'm going to run out Le'Veon Bell out of that formation now, and Calvin Nui got to guard him in the slot. All right, cover zero blitz. Like that, I mean, those are are simple adjustments. Those are Madden adjustments. I mean, I know I'm a great Madden player, but, I mean, Adam Gase, come on. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah, but to get to the Patriots, so (laughs) – are the Patriots the best team in football? Absolutely not. Um, the best team in football resides in New Orleans. Uh, they have an offense and a defense. Uh, we're talking about a team that went to Chicago and absolutely mud-stomped the Chicago Bears. And, and not only was it just like, okay, Mr. Bisky sucks because everybody knows he sucks at this point. But they manhandled him on the defensive line and the offensive line, which you don't normally see. Uh, I think if the Patriots were to play the Saints, the Saints defense would be able to shut down that offense. And I don't think you can man up Stephon Gilmore on Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas at this point is the best receiver in football. He's unguardable. And he would absolutely have a field day if you love him in single coverage with with Stephon Gilmore. He's just not big enough. Um, So I think uh, overall, you know, Belichick will probably try to take away Michael Thomas maybe double him with McCordy brothers and try to put somebody on Ted Ginn. But it's just too many too many people. I think Drew Brees would be able to identify those blitzes where they're coming from. He uh, attacked with the uh, Jared Cooks and Alvin Kamara's, and the way you attack that defense is with short passes. You don't attack that defense with long passes down the field because they have, I want to say, no touchdowns given up and 13 interceptions this season when you, uh, on long passes. So, um I think there's a lot of teams that could that could uh, attack this Patriots team. I definitely don't think they're the best team in football. Um, I would love to see them play the 49ers. I think the 49ers defense would give them some problems. All, and uh, although I think uh, Jimmy G would definitely struggle against that defense, um, I would love to see that game. I think the Texas game there, is going to uh, be interesting. What did you say, Jerry? I, I will say uh, 49ers are going to lose this week to the Panthers. Uh, mark that one down. And um, what I will say, though, is this. You uh you talked about how you guys beat down the Bears. I actually think the Bears are pretty terrible right now. Like it's my like in reality, think about this. They beat the Broncos. 
in a game they really lost. The game they there was a, a it was a fumble. They ruled it a unnecessary roughness to give them an extra play and put them in the field goal range. And that's how they lost the game. To that's how they beat the Broncos on like a fifty-five yard field goal. Yeah, but you can make the Outside argument of, about the Packers against the Lions. At the end of the day, they won. But 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 since, but, but since that game, so that game they lost. Then they lost to. Then they beat the Vikings. Was it? Oh, so yeah, they beat the they beat the Vikings. Then they lost to the Raiders and got destroyed by the Raiders. And they got destroyed by y'all. They didn't, so reality, they didn't get destroyed they by the. Work. They didn't get destroyed by the late Raiders. They were up. They were up with two minutes to go, and the Raiders scored on the last second drive. Uh, they, they scored with like two minutes to go, but the Raiders dominated that. That whole first half, they were up 20 at, at halftime or so. Bears made a late comeback, and then the Raiders put it away. But they got manhandled on well, the line. Bears of actually got they, the lead. They, they actually got the lead, and then uh, the Raiders came back down and got a touchdown. Right. They, they came back. But, I mean, you were, they, were, they were down. If you, if you looked at the game score of that game, they probably were down 55 minutes of that game. Yeah, they were. And, and so, I, like I said, I'm not telling you – you just said they went into Chicago, and I, I still thought y'all were going to struggle. I picked Chicago, but in reality, after watching that game, I mean, one they need to get Tariq more more involved. But secondly, I mean, I told y'all Mitch Trubisky was terrible. I didn't even realize how terrible he was. I mean, sheesh. Uh, you told me they were going to win that game, though, so uh, keep that same energy. Um, but, yeah, I think they're going to struggle with Kansas City. I think they can struggle with the Texans somewhat uh, if the Texans actually show up and don't play like they did last week. Uh, and Bill O'Brien calls a game. So, um, yeah, so I don't think the Patriots are the best team in football, and I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl. I hope not. Well, uh, fellas, let's get into some college football. Uh, the playoff rankings come out next week, and we have some pretty uh, – Pretty big games this week coming up. We got Auburn versus LSU, uh, Ohio State versus Wisconsin. Wisconsin coming off that terrible loss to Illinois. Um, yeah, a lot going on. Obviously, uh, Tua, um, you know, he's having ankle surgery, so I don't know if that's going to put him out for the Heisman Trophy. But let's let's get into some college football. Jared, I know you're a little disappointed about your guys being not uh, uh, dropping in the rankings uh, and, and actually not losing and dropping. So uh, let's get your thoughts. Let's start with JDZ this time, man. Well, so on the on the rankings coming out, um, I do think it's fair for Clemson to be fourth. Um, I wouldn't have dropped them if they're already up there. I don't think they have done anything to drop in the rankings. But if I started with no baseline of where teams are starting from, I think Clemson would be fourth right now, mainly based on uh, their schedule and the fact that they had a str- one struggle game. And I don't think Ohio State or Alabama or LSU have had one of those games. I think it'll be one of those. To me, it doesn't really matter where you are seated as long as you're in the Final Four. If the Clemson wins out, which I expect them to, they'll be in the Final Four, and they'll get their chance to show if they're the best team in football. Right now, as we sit, the best team in college football is the LSU Tigers. Joe Burrow had went from somebody who probably wasn't going to get drafted, somebody who couldn't get on the field at Ohio State, so he transferred to LSU as a grad transfer Maybe a first round, first round, or first overall pick in the draft. Joe Burrow right now is throwing dimes everywhere. Players are not having a Dak Prescott turn around and catch off their back hip. They are getting hit in stride. He has been magnificent. And I think LSU is going to win a national championship. Yes, Jared, I am telling you that Clemson is not the best Tigers in college football right now. Um, the only way I see them losing, and this is a big if or a big what, 
their defense kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> LSU doesn't have a traditional LSU defense. Um, I think it, it's it's got some holes. They definitely got. Um, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Is escaping me. Uh, the the safety who's going to be uh, is it Del Pitt? Grant Del Pitt. Yeah. Um, Del Pitt is going to be uh, probably a top five pick in the draft. I think he's special. For some reason, they always get some you know really good safeties. They used to get good cornerbacks, but now it seems like all the good cornerbacks are coming out of uh, Ohio State. No, they have they have they have the best cornerback in the country right now. Derek Stingley is a, a true freshman, but Pro Football Focus has him graded out as the best corner. He 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 is a stud. They just throw every ball away from him. Um, I'm going to tell you this right now. He is not the best cornerback in the country. Um, the best cornerback in the country. Huh? Maybe Okuda from Ohio State. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to tell you. But um, but yeah, I think they're I think they're special. I think um, they've got some weapons. Obviously, they've got some um, Sean Payton influence coming over with uh, what's the what's the quarterback or the passing coach's uh, name? I can't even think of his name. Came over Joe Brady. Yeah, Joe Brady. Uh, I think he's probably going to end up getting a head coaching job next year with a Power Five school. Mainly just because of what he did with Joe Burrow, um, but yeah, I think LSU looks great. Um, Clemson has looked really good lately. I I, I think um, you know they're back on their on their grind, and Clemson always gets better at the end of the year. I'm not saying that at this point in time they're not going to be the best team at the end of the year, but as of right now, if I had to pick who I think is going to win it based on how teams are playing right now, I go LSU. So I'm actually so there's there's two sides. If you, Damon said that I was upset with the rankings. I'm not. I'm happy about the rankings, and I'm pissed about the rankings. There's uh, there's two sides. First, I'm extremely happy. I've made so much money off Clemson football the last few years, just being able to bet them as underdogs, bet the money line, and watch them win. Um, l- let's put this in perspective. Everybody, like, like everybody right now is like overreacting to everything. Clemson this season is winning on, by an average of 28 points per game. Clemson last year was winning by 28.7 points per game at this point in the season. Literally, the difference is, is that last touchdown that Texas a scored with six seconds to go on the clock. Next, Clemson has that game every year that they have versus UNC. Everybody's making a big deal out of it this year. Thirdly, has Trevor Lawrence looked great? No. He's got eight interceptions. You know, in 2016, we won the national championship. How many interceptions Deshaun had at this point? Seven. Like, one of the things that people don't get is Clemson always struggles at the beginning of the year. I have no idea why. If you guys listen to this podcast, the first week I said, better the week, bet Georgia Tech to cover the spread because Clemson always struggles to start the season. And we ended up covering the spread, but Clemson typically struggles. And if I told you coming into the season, hey, look, Clemson's going to play. They're going to win their games by an average of 28 points per game. They're going to be undefeated. They're going to cover the spread in five out of seven games. One of the games they're not going to cover the spread is when Texas A&M scores a garbage touchdown versus the third stringers with six seconds to go on the clock. And they're going to drop three spots in the rankings. Huh? First off, if, if Ohio State had jumped Clemson, like let's say when Clemson had a, a struggle game versus, versus UNC, if they would have dropped behind LSU and, and Ohio State then, I would have been cool with it. I would have been like, okay, I mean, it is what it is. But don't – how do you jump LSU over Clemson after Clemson beats Florida State when they're up literally 45-0? to zero? If you didn't think they were better than last week, what changed your mind the week the next week? And then last week, Clemson beats Louisville by 35 points. 
Ohio State beats – and Louisville's four – they were four and two coming again. They're four and three now. And the previous week had beaten the top 25 team. Ohio State plays Northwestern, who is one and five, who got blown off the field by Stanford, who Stanford just got blown off the field by UCLA and is terrible in their conference, has a losing record. And you jumped them off of that game? Look, at the end of the day, Clemson's going to win the national championship. I'll tell you why. Clemson's one of two teams, or one of two teams ranked currently in the top ten that it has. I'm oh, sorry, they're one of three teams. Three teams in the top ten that are ranked in the top ten on offense and defense. It's Ohio State, Clemson, and Penn State. At the end of the day, Clemson's defense is not really giving up any points. Our offense has is still top ten with Trevor Lawrence struggling. When Trevor plays well, there's nobody that can match up with us. Travis Etienne is the best running back in the country. Our offensive line has only allowed five sacks on the season, which is the least of any team that's thrown the ball at least 200 times in the country. There's no holes in our team. We have the best coach. We have the best defensive coordinator. We have one of the best offensive coordinators. We have the most talented quarterback who I think when playoffs come will be the best quarterback in the country. We have the best running back. Like there's right now we're, we're, we're trying to be like these people are being fancy. Like, oh yeah, let me just try to help you guys to understand what you don't see. I'm gonna tell you what you guys don't see. You don't see the fact that Clemson is gonna beat everybody down like we done for 22 straight games. Yeah, those are those were some really good JV teams that you guys were playing against too. <laughs> I mean, during that stretch, Alabama got run off the field. Notre Dame got run off the field. Yeah, we, but that's we, not we this got team. a lot of them in there. What's the difference? Uh, four first round picks. No, we had three first round picks, and those three first round <laughs> picks are on defense, and our de- and our defensive stats are better this year than they were last year. We have more sacks, we have a higher pr- pressure percentage, we have more tackles for loss. We're averaging averaging less points per game on defense. Every statistic defensively, we're better. And on offense, we have basically the same team minus Hunter Renfro. So if you guys are going to tell me Hunter Renfro changes the entire outlook he of the season, he, he's a safety. Be blanket. my guess, but there's a reason why we beat Alabama by 28 points. And this year, we'll probably beat him by 29. Hunter Renfro had a lot to do with that. <laughs> but, Hunter Renfro was good, but Hunter Renfro was uh, our – So here we go. Here Jerry no, goes. No, no. Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro, I, lo- I love Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro was our fourth leading receiver last year. Like, he was not the difference between us winning the national championship and not winning the national championship. Oh, gosh. That's terrible how you do your boys. But anyway, let's get into some uh, some picks from last week. Jeremy was uh, plus 20 – I'm sorry. Jeremy was plus 200 last week, even for the season. So he's back uh, – Back uh, as a wash, so that's that's good for you, Jeremy. Jared was down uh, four hundred bucks last week, and he is up two hundred bucks. He's up two hundred bucks on Jeremy for the season. Um, let's go through the picks, man, and let's let's uh, start start talking about the picks that you guys have for this week. Let's start with uh, eighty five. So don't say I'm two hundred bucks up on Jeremy. Like I, it's an unfair comparison for Jeremy to be compared with me, even after last week when I was uh, absolutely terrible. So. This week, you know, sometimes you, you have some bad weeks. I always tell people, if the bets are bad, the next week just bet me. That's that's, that's kind of the way it is. If, if, if you get a lot of reds on, on uh, roulette, just throw it on black. That's about to happen. Anyway, let's get into the picks for this week. I got some hot ones for you. Um, call me Bobby Schmurda. Anyway, I'm going to take the Vikings minus 16 points versus the Redskins Thursday night football. First and foremost, the game is on Thursday night and it's in Minnesota. So that always favors the home team because it's a short week. Also, look at the fact that the last six quarters, the Redskins have scored zero points. 
And as much as the the only thing that made me hesitate against picking this game is it's a night game, and Kirk Cousins is typically terrible at nighttime. It's but Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins in prime is time. Good, but but yeah, yeah. Go ahead and put your points. Go ahead and put it on but, sixteen points but, with Kirk Cousins in the prime time. But here, here's the, here's why I feel confident. They're playing versus his old team. I think there's some motivation there. I think the same way when Zach Brown called him out last week, I think he's going to look at this game and be motivated. And also, what guy leads the NFL in rushing? Dalvin Cook. I don't think he can stop him. Dalvin Cook's an excellent running back. I think that's the that's going to be the reason why they score a lot of points. And I fully expect Case Keenan to throw at least two interceptions that lead to points. One of them probably will be a pick six. So I'm going to take Minnesota to cover 16 points versus the Redskins Thursday night. Book that. Next game, I get the Panthers versus the 49ers, and I get five and a half points. Um, have you guys watched Jimmy Garoppolo? Um, look, I'm I'm not an expert on on you know what it takes to be a great quarterback, but seven touchdowns to six interceptions isn't very good. And everybody talking about how good the 49ers defense is. They're ranked basically second in nearly every category. You know what team is basically third in every every defensive category? The Panthers. So I get the Panthers. I'm getting five and a half points. Uh, it's not the difference. A lot of times when you have the uh, the teams that come from the West Coast to the East Coast, it's a tough game because they play at one. So you're playing a game where your body clock is around 10, 10 a.m. But the Panthers going to the West Coast, they're playing the game at 4.05 Eastern Standard Time. So that's not really a change from a body clock standpoint. I think they get the job done and win the game straight up. Next, I'm going to take the Browns plus 12 and a half points versus the Patriots. I told you, I thought that game was going to be a lot closer than it was. I think Baker Mayfield is going to struggle, but I think Nick Chubb is going to be able to run the ball. Uh, I think they're going to be able to control some of the clock. I expect Miles Garrett to be in Tom Bray's face as much as the cameras are these days uh, with all his uh, his social media. Oh, yeah, we got another win. Oh, get out of my face. Stop it. I don't want to hear about you guys being terrible teams. I expect that game to be much closer. I got the Patriots winning it probably by six. Uh Next, after that game, I'm taking the the Packers minus four versus the Chiefs. Now, look, if Patrick Mahomes comes back, could they lose the game? Yes, obviously. But in reality, I get this line right now without him coming back, and I got a better defense, and the Chiefs lost their last two home games. So I don't think that home field advantage is going to be significant. And lastly, I get a Monday night football game which is probably the worst Monday night football game of the year, even worse than the last one. I get the Steelers versus the Dolphins. The Dolphins are getting 14 points, and I get Mason Rudolph. Dolphins, what people don't realize is Dolphins haven't been bad the last few weeks. They played Buffalo pretty tough. They, they lost the game by 10, but that was a, that was a, um, a hard-fought game there. They They – Missed a two-point conversion from beating the Redskins. Uh, They're they not – I mean, they're awful, obviously. But I don't think the gap between them and what the Steelers are right now is significant. I think the Steelers' defense is good, but I think Ryan Fitzmagic on a Monday night stage actually plays a decently good game. I'm taking the Dolphins to cover 14 points. Or not cover, I'm, I'm taking the Dolphins plus the 14 points to at least cover that spread. Um, so to just to go back through it, I'm taking the Redskins – I'm taking the Vikings versus the Redskins uh, at – uh, sorry, minus 16 points. I'm taking the Panthers straight up versus the 49ers, uh, but also they're getting five and a half points. 
I'm taking the, the Browns to cover 12 and a half points versus the Patriots. I'm taking the Packers uh, laying the four points versus the Chiefs. And I'm taking the Dolphins plus 14 points versus the Steelers. Gonna, book it. Gonna book, book that. It. Gonna book that two and three, Jared. So, uh, uh, really quick, Jeremy. I just, I just want to say, I'm not sure if, if you want to know how confident I feel in this book. It one, I will put some money on it. But two, if you pick my picks, you might actually get a personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut, just because I booked it like that. Let's get it. Okay. Um, I'm gonna pretend like you didn't say that. Let's edit that part out because that sounded ridiculous. Anyway, uh, um, what you got. So let me just go through my picks from last week. I'll tell you what, I was three and zero before the the uh, Sunday night game, and so I was feeling real good. And then I ended up at three and two, so I wasn't so happy. So one, I bet the Dolphins would be able to cover seventeen points uh, against the Bills. The Dolphins were up five points with are going into the fourth quarter, and somehow they managed to give up twenty two points. And they just happened to score one touchdown. They gave up a uh, – this is – I've never seen this before in my life. They gave up an onside kick return for a touchdown. Who goes for an onside lesser team returning for a touchdown? Anyway, they covered – Did you see it, though? Yeah, yeah, I did. It was terrible. It was a terrible – It was a spectacular – it was a spectacular – Hyde caught the ball midair, did a 360 around the hit. And ran. Like, I, I was yeah, like, yeah, that, I don't know what that, to say that, about that. Yeah, the, I, I don't know what to say about it. Hit him while he's in the air. Um, but yeah, I got I got to win there. Um, the most obvious bet line from last week, I won a hundred and uh, let's see, one hundred and eighty-two dollars off of it uh, on my own personal bets was the Rams getting three and a half point or, or, or three and a half point uh, favorite versus the Falcons. The Falcons are terrible; they won by thirty, easy money. Um, I bet the Saints. Now that is where I won most of my money because I actually bet them straight up. Because why? Because they were playing the Bears and they were the underdog. And that's stupid of you to make the Saints an underdog. In uh, October, they dominated the game. They were up 36-10 to 10 with two minutes to go when the Bears had 85 yards of offense. So uh, that made me 3-0. and Now let's get to where the, tragedy, the tragedies happened. I bet the Eagles and the Jets. And betting on green cost me some green because they both look absolutely terrible and i've got to the point where i've realized this the eagles simply aren't good they're not the eagles are trash i'm 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 at the point now if you look at my picks for for division winners i've been pretty spot on i picked the saints i picked seattle who's struggling or they're who they're they're a couple games back now of uh san francisco but i think they'll still win the division i picked uh the eagles who look terrible and I picked the Vikings, who look good. So, solid picks. AFC, I picked the Ravens. I picked the Patriots. I picked the Colts, um, who uh, shall remain nameless after Jared and, and Johnny Rutledge. Shout out to Johnny. Try to clown me about picking the Colts uh, to win that division. Doesn't seem so silly now, does it? Um, and who's the last division? Uh, AFC West, I picked the Chiefs. So, my picks have been pretty good. But I've got a, I've got a almost come off of this Eagles pick. They could turn it around, but let's look at their win so far. They beat the Redskins, and they were down 17 in that game. The Redskins are absolutely terrible. Then they lost to the Falcons, who only have one win this season to the Eagles. Then they lost to the Lions. Then 
they go in and beat the Packers. I'll give them that win. That's a good win. On a Thursday night, short week, good good win. Come back and beat the Jets with Luke Falk, but the offense looks terrible. And then they lose back-to-back games, getting blown up by the Vikings, getting blown up by the Cowboys. I don't believe in them. The only argument you can make for them is maybe they just suck indoors because the three games they lost were at Atlanta, at Minnesota, and at the Dolph- I mean, and at the, uh, the Cowboys. Maybe that's the excuse, but they sucked. I lost that game. And going to the last game, we talked about the Jets a little earlier. No more to talk. No more need to talk about them. That was a terrible bet. So uh, I am even for the year. I am at almost the midway point, and it's time for me to stretch my legs. And after looking and listening to Jared's picks, I know for sure I'll be leading next week. So let's go through my picks for the week. This game is in London. You can catch me at the London. Oh, the what? I don't know. I was going to go through it, but uh, the Rams. Minus 13 and a half in London against the Bengals. They're flying to Europe to play the Bengals. And they're they, all they have to do is win my two touchdowns. Easy money. $200 book it. Um, the next game I am betting on. Let's see here. Oh, by the way, I'm Jared, Jared the 49ers bet. Well, silly, silly. They're going to stop Chris McCaffrey. They're going to force, uh, they're going to force, uh, Kyle Allen to throw the ball. And he's going to have at least three turnovers. Um, but continue to go through. Kyle Allen started five games in his career and has zero interceptions. I don't expect that to be the problem. And well, Jimmy Garoppolo has seven touchdowns and six picks. I'd be more concerned about him going versus the Panthers. Also, last part, I get Eric Reed in a revenge game going back to San but Francisco. But Eric Reed sucks. Everybody tells you, oh, really, Eric Reed. If you watch Eric Reed play, he's Eric terrible. Eric Reed is a very he is player. terrible. What are you about? He's terrible. You said who? Who's Eric, terrible? Eric Reed is terrible. You're crazy. He can't cover. Eric he can't Reed tackle. for the Carolina Panthers is yes, terrible. He's terrible. He is okay. absolutely. He's Roman Harper. Um, okay. Continue to go through. Here, he's ended two games on interceptions this season. About? Yeah, there were hell many interceptions. <laughs> Jeremy, if you look, if you look at Eric Reed's stats this year, yes, he's he's. I think he's like top five in the league in missed tackles. Um, continue to go on. Packers minus four points against the Chiefs. That's easy money. I'll take that one. $200, book it. Saints, at home, with Drew Brees saying he's planning on playing. They're getting to their 10.5-point favorites. That's easy money against the Cardinals. They're going to blitz Kyle Murray, Kyle Murray so much that he's going to be uh, wishing he was back at Oklahoma with the offensive line that actually protect him. That's easy money. Book it. Uh, let's see. Colts. Minus six at Bronc or at home against the Broncos. That's easy money. Book it. And then one last one. Go back through. Oh, Jets. Plus six at Jaguars. The Jets played terrible last week. I expect them to have a bounce back game. I feel like they're getting they're getting a little disrespected in this game against the Jaguars. And I think Sam Darnold will have a solid game against that team. I'm going to pick the Jets $200. Book it. Those are my picks. And just so you know, Jared, I'll tell you the games that you're going to be wrong on it. So that when we come back next week, you guys can say I was 10 and 0 because I'm going to tell you exactly what happens. Vikings, Redskins. I would actually probably go with the Vikings, mainly because the Redskins are the worst run defense in football and Dalvin Cook will go off. I just can't bet it because I don't trust Kirk Cousins. Um, your other games, 49ers will win this game by a solid 10 points. Uh, they're going to absolutely shut down the Panthers' offense, and they will be able to put up some some points, mainly with the run game. So 
Uh, you're going to lose that game. The Patriots will absolutely destroy the Browns. I'll tell you how. They will put Stephon Gilmore on uh, on uh, Jarvis, the, Jarvis, Landry. Jarvis Landry, who can't run past a snail. Uh, he will play press coverage. Jarvis Landry will not be able to get open. They will double uh, Odell with the McCarty twins, and they will blitz the hell out of uh, – Baker Mayfield, who is prone to throwing interceptions, and he will throw some more. So they are going to lose that game by a solid 20 points. Um, How's the Patriots' defensive line, offensive line going to hold up versus the Browns' defense, though? Uh, Tom Brady's going to throw the ball in .4 seconds, so it won't really matter. Um, so going into uh, your your next pick, the Steelers will win that game by over 14 points, mainly because they'll score at least two defensive touchdowns. Um, I think Mason Rudolph will put up points. If you looked at that Buffalo game last week, as well as Miami fought, they still almost couldn't cover because they couldn't stop uh, Ryan or they couldn't stop Jared Allen in the uh, fourth quarter. Um, so you'll lose that game as well. Um, what was the other game that you that you picked? You picked the uh, but Packers. Do you, do you think Jared Allen is better? Who, who's better between Jared Allen and Mason Rudolph? I take Jared Allen. Who's better between Juju Smith Schuster and John Brown? Um, so, uh, going on to the, who, who was your last, the last game? I got the, I got your, I got your win with the uh, Packers. Good job on that. And you had one more game. It's, it's, uh, slipping my, my games mind. were, were the Panthers, 49ers, the Redskins, Vikings, Patriots, Browns, Chiefs, Packers, and Dolphins, Steelers. Oh yeah. So, so I think you hit, I think you hit them all. Cause you talked about the Panthers. Yep. 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 That's right. So I did hit them all. So you're going to be two and three, uh, back to even for the season going into the, the mid year break. Uh, congratulations on that. And I will be, um, plus a thousand dollars. So let's get it. All right, boys, you guys, any final thoughts before you get up out of here? Yeah, I got, I got two real quick ones. Um, first shout out to Kyrie Irving. Uh, 50 points in his debut tonight versus uh, for the for the Brooklyn Nets, the most for any player in the history of the league in their first game with a, a new franchise. Unfortunately, he missed the game winner, so they lost. But a huge, huge game for him. Very efficient night, 17 of 33 from the field. Um, secondly, um, I do want to talk about this, and, and we didn't get a chance to. Can we please get new refs for the NFL? Texans game, I'm not sure how many of you guys saw this. Deshaun Watson makes one of the most spectacular touchdown passes you're going to see. Throws a touchdown pass with two guys draped on him. And they ruled that he was in the grasp. So they took the touchdown off the board. Terrible call. In a game that we – it was an awful call. And then a later later in the game, there was a play where third down, we get a stop in, inside the, when they're in field goal range. And they call a a, a – our, our linebacker was running across the field and ran into the tight end. They called it unnecessary roughness to give them a 15-yard penalty to score a touchdown. And a game that we lost by seven, but really five because we took a voluntary safety to save clock time. I, guys, get, get it together. Get it together. Yes, I have a couple things to say. For one, now that it looks like Drew Brees is going to be coming out back this week, I want to give a shout-out to Teddy Bridgewater. You held it down 5-0. and no. In your games, Jeremy Teddy, Teddy throws throws a belt. Yeah, t- Teddy throws a belt. So last week against he's still the not better than Kyle Allen. Oh, he's way better than Kyle Allen. They must stop it. Um, you're talking about a guy who's got. Man, I don't see no lot here. I don't see no cap. You're talking about um, <laughs> uh, somebody who's got 11 touchdowns, two interceptions. Both of those were on the on the defense. 
Two touchdowns, 281 yards passing, no interceptions against the Bears, and that includes the tag in dropped a 40-yard touchdown, so it should have been three touchdowns. But shoulda, coulda, woulda. It was apropos. I mean, we still won the game. I mean, that's what it is. At the end of the day, I thought it was apropos that he threw for 281 yards and two touchdowns, which brings me to my second point. 281 plus the two touchdowns, 283, 28-3. That's what the Falcons were up in the Super Bowl before they ended up getting beat by the Patriots. And that's what my second point is. The Falcons are an absolute embarrassment. You guys can't win a home game. You guys can't (laughs) play a home game competitively. Mr. 28-3, you guys have been terrible ever since. The Falcons should be ashamed of themselves. They're supposed to be our rival. I was supposed to be looking forward to that game in three weeks, but I already know we're going to beat you guys by 74 points. So you guys should be ashamed of yourself. Matt, uh, Matt Quinn, if you're selling your house on uh, on Zillow, just let me know how much you're putting it up for. I might be willing to buy it. Uh, and that are all my, those yeah. are all my points. All right. Well, uh, that was a good show, fellas. Not not bad. We got to figure out when this uh, 50th, epi- 50th episode is going to be uh, so we can celebrate. But, yeah. Uh, as always, shout out to the listeners. I, I didn't, I didn't thank you guys for tuning in to us at the beginning of the show, but we appreciate you guys tuning in, in to us for another week. It's hard for me to talk this afternoon, but we're getting through it though. But uh, follow us on all social media accounts. Uh, Instagram, our handle is Amibros underscore podcast, and uh, we are out. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.